This podcast contains strong adult content, probably crude language, and general fuckery. So put those kids away. <laughs> Get them out of here. Good evening. A landmark ruling, the Supreme Court today legalized abortion. Huge increases in sexually transmitted diseases. Transgender rights is a fundamental human right. There is a right to marriage equality. I repeat, speaking to you from the steps of the Supreme Court, there is a right to marriage equality. Should sex education be taught to our kids? Rolling back contraceptive coverage for women. To make sure that women get the health care that they need. So we've got a lot of work in front of us. Thank you very much. Sorry, I wasn't. I don't even care. You, I don't care. You actually want to quit the podcast, so that's what you're here. What you're here to talk about today is how you're quitting. Oh no! And you hate me. No. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Ready? I'm ready. Okay. Here we go. Do it. Welcome back. Welcome back to for risky history. I'm Lacey. I'm Robin. She is. And we we gather here today to tell you stuff about your own body. Mm. Or maybe someone else's, depending. Yeah. We don't know. That's as specific we as we can We haven't had get. consent. No one's given us permission. <sighs> and we're not sorry. Wow. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> Sometimes I'm really sorry. Coming in hot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm actually, I'm, I'm sorry most times about everything. So, sorry. Uh, h- how's it going? Good. It's been a day. It's been a day. It's President's Day today. That's right. Merry President's yeah. Day to you. How are you celebrating? Just by thinking back on all the people who've really made a difference. Mm. Like our president. Mm. Oh, like the Mostly presidents. Them. Yeah. <laughs> Specifically, <laughs> I've just been thinking about the presidents all damn day. I just like to think about him, and I think about Woodrow Wilson. Was he president? <laughs> or was he just I a public think about figure? Ben Franklin, was he? Who knows? <laughs> he? There's no historical say, record. There's no way to know who our presidents <laughs> were or have ever been. And today is a day dedicated to guessing who yeah. the presidents were. Yeah. So My money's on RuPaul. Oh, <laughs> She's a president. She had to have been a president she's, at some she's point. She's a president if I've ever seen one. Or will be in the future. Or will be. Yeah. We're not sure yet. That's why Powerful. this is called Frisky History. That's right. Because we're not really focusing on the past or the present <laughs> or the future specifically. We're really about it all. Yeah. Not one source of... Anyway. <laughs> wow. It has been a day. It's been a day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We've mm-hmm. done things and we've made it. In front of we these did. microphones. Yep. We're back in the closet. Well, here we are. We're in the closet. Literally in Lacey's closet. Oh, recording. feels good. Feels like home. It, it is my home. It is. Oh, weird. <laughs> this closet. This closet this specifically Dave doesn't actually <laughs> let me leave. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, but it is. It's nice. Yeah. Back to our roots <laughs> when we were humble. <laughs> our humble yeah, beginnings. It's great to remind us to be humble and know that. <laughs> We can't always live large. Right. Sometimes we live yeah. very small. <laughs> Tiny, in fact. Oh, man. <sighs> yeah. Well, it's been fun laughing with you. It's It's been great. Let's, it's over. Let's cut it the fuck out. We're, we're getting into oh, it. Oh, boy. Yeah. A day. Oh, no. Okay. Okay. All right. No more <clears throat> laughing. Okay. So here's what happened. Oh, no. 
um, a friend of mine named Chelsea Hawkins. Shout out to her. She's dope. Mm -hmm. She sent me an article about how trans people are crowdfunding their transitions. Mm -hmm. Okay, so this article Mm -hmm. mostly talked about how good healthcare is getting hard to access in general. Uh, covering costs of gender transitions can be next to impossible. Also, wait lists can be like years long. Yeah. When you throw in uh, the employee employment discrimination and the possibly unstable financial situation that we can all be in at times, trans people in general are in a very difficult spot when it comes to funding their transitions. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's fair to ask any person to wait for our healthcare economy or discrimination in general to be sorted out before they go on living their happiest life. Mm-hmm. So instead they're turning to these crowdfunding sources like GoFundMe or Kickstarter, and they're using this hashtag trans crowdfunding mm-hmm. to connect with people who want to donate to mm-hmm. their um, transitions, whether that's like surgery or just their treatments and it's technically an article that's focused mostly on the UK and their healthcare system. So really, I just kind of read it and it got me thinking about in the United States, how is our healthcare system really failing to help trans people? Yeah. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Oof. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And I'll just say, I did try to keep this like contained to certain things, so I don't think I'm covering everything there is to say about it um also i share like examples and stories from people in certain articles i read but i know there are like a million more Mm -hmm. behind them so Mm -hmm. you know what what i'll say today is only going to be a small portion of the story overall and Mm -hmm. i apologize if i leave out something that you feel you or anyone feels Mm -hmm. is important or should have been covered let us know if i do Mm mm-hmm and also, sorry, ahead of time. <laughs> so we do know that in general, the lack of like universal health care in the United States does leave most transgender people paying out of pocket for their gender affirming surgeries. I do want to say before we go, before we get into this, that transgender health care isn't special health care. Um, while some people do have healthcare needs that relate to their transitions, um, gender and non and gender nonconforming people have the same basic healthcare needs as cisgender people. Mm-hmm. So, just know this covers everything from like your physical and mental health. It covers like their preventative care, their sexual health, which both of those are like extremely overlooked in general. But like, it's honestly the same healthcare. Mm-hmm. That we all get every day on a normal basis, preventative or emergency related. Mm-hmm. It's really not that different. Mm-hmm. Yet, uh, it can be really, really hard for them to access it. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of reasons for this. One is that many of the health concerns that transgender people face are due to minority stress. And minority stress can be categorized as a negative like social stigma towards transgender people, mm-hmm. abuse, harassment, or just like general forms of discrimination mm-hmm. um, against transgender people, and also internalized Um, social stigma so they're like thinking all the negative thoughts and putting those negative attitudes onto themselves internally and minority stress is what stops a lot of transgender people from seeking out preventative care in screenings that like a cisgender person would have literally no problem going like you know when we go in to get 
our annual checkups or pap tests or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, as much as it's like, ugh, gross, I hate doing this. It's just yeah. like a drag to do. It's nothing compared to like how they feel mm-hmm. when, you know, having to think about whether or not they want to go access those kinds of healthcare mm-hmm. services. It's also a lot harder for transgender people to get healthcare coverage because it's harder for them to find jobs. Mm-hmm. And it's partially, you know, social stigmas, but also I think when you're trying to get a job and your ID doesn't match your, or your gender doesn't match your ID or your birth mm. certificate, like that's a problem for a lot of places, which can really stand in the way of them even being able to get a job that would give them access to good healthcare coverage. Oh my God. Yeah. And also I have a lot of stats in this. Yeah. Got the stats. Bring them on. The hard data. Yeah. The facts, the numbers. Yeah. Yes. Who's what? List them off. We got them. Yeah. (laughs) So in 2015, and not all of them are like super, super new because they, I just found like older. Some of them are like go back to like 2012. But I feel like if we had like, I feel like we've been kind of in the same, generally the same healthcare space since like the Affordable Care Act was the last big shift in our healthcare. I feel I may be totally mm. wrong about that, but I feel like all of these, these dates are like still within where things are probably pretty similar. There might be certain laws that have passed to help with some of the stuff in certain states or, you know, regions of the country. But in general, I think it's, I would assume the landscape's pretty similar close to the same as to what it was uh mm-hmm. i have no reason to say that let me be clear <laughs> that is a yes 100 percent. i'm with you on it cool i don't so, know anything <laughs> well what do we know who knows not me <laughs> also i feel like the tone of this shifted so fast <laughs> oh, no it's fine we are it's fine we're <laughs> in it we're in it we're now like, ha 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 fun and then ah, nothing shut up <laughs> listen <laughs> serious really depressing <laughs> stuff Sorry, guys. Um, Okay, so a 2015 U.S. transgender study reported that transgender people face an unemployment rate three times higher than the national average, which is insane. Wow. Wow. Because I feel like, I mean, I feel like that's that's a population that is so much smaller Mm -hmm. than the general population. Absolutely. So if their unemployment rates are three times higher... Like, yeah. I know that there's there's some math in there where it's like, well, it's less people overall, right. so it doesn't take as much to make it more. But also, like, that's a large difference in a, a number. It shouldn't yes. take, like, it shouldn't be that much higher. No. By any standards. Like, that's insane. That It's significant. It is. It does feel significant. Um, And also, 15% of transgender people live in poverty, and that's mm. compared to the national average of 4%. Hmm. So, Jesus. Yeah, the, the numbers really show like the difference in just like the general standard of living mm-hmm. that transgender people have to face. Yeah. So, when you think of things like healthcare, which should be a human right, but in this country can be treated as a luxury item mm-hmm. sometimes mm-hmm. or a lot of the time, like it really it's kind of shocking. Yeah, you know, scary. like it is. Um, and then the last one I have is that thirty-one percent of transgender Americans lack lack access oh, fuck, lack <laughs> regular access to healthcare. Mm. Um, and by regular, the woman who said this meant preventable. 
So oh. she said that preventable problems, including HIV infection and some cancers, kill many people in this community. Wow. Which is just like, those are universal problems. Right. Like, no, that is, there is no reason that this community of people would have that when everyone else is getting care. Mm hmm. Would have that be such a problem when everyone else is getting care for those exact issues. Exactly. Oh my God. And um, violence against transgender people, it does kill dozens a year, but like HIV is a really tragic public health issue, especially among black transgender women. Uh, 20% of them um, are HIV positive. Oh my God. And um, do you want to know how much of the general population is HIV positive? 3%. Yeah, I was going to say. 3%. Oh, my God. But 20% of black transgender woman, women are HIV positive, which is just... I mean, it's all right here in the numbers. Like, it's, it's so drastic. You can't just be like, oh, it's a coincidence. Yeah. It's fucked. It's fucked. I mean, all of these things that, that's like connect to or would inform your ability to remain healthy and access good quality health care. Mm-hmm. Um, that's like just obviously the playing field's not even yeah. at all. Um, and I mean, discrimination is probably, I don't even know if I, I mean, I'm saying probably because I don't have the fact of it, but I'm assuming the discrimination is to, to cause for all yeah. of this, to blame for all of this. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but even if you do have health care coverage or you have the means to afford care without health care coverage, um, a lot of transgender people still avoid doctors and health care because they're afraid of discrimination. This part's really hard also mm. to hear. So if you're like mm-hmm. sensitive to this, you need a trigger warning. Here it is like this. There's like examples in here and like stories and just general like things that these people are experiencing that are not easy to hear. So Mm. just a fair warning, maybe skip this whole episode because I don't really know if it gets better. Mm. Just a Mm -hmm. warning. Um, Robin, unfortunately you have to say here. Yep. (laughs) So (laughs) sorry. Um, Okay. So most transgender people um, getting care for like literally anything like a cold or a sprained ankle if you go to the doctor for that but like mm-hmm. anything mm-hmm. Uh, face the potential for humiliation discrimination and vi- violations of privacy yeah. um Ugh. this um i actually don't know if this is a man or a woman kellen baker okay uh, a doctoral candidate at john hopkins university who studies how health policies affect gay lesbian queer and transgender americans said that um it's very hard for a lot of people to even find a primary care provider who's willing to work with them Hmm. and in a 2012 report by the national center for gay or for gender equality found that 19 percent of those surveyed had been refused treatment because of their transgender or gender non-conforming status so 19% of people like Jeez. that's so high like if you ask people like cisgender people have they ever been refused care like I'd imagine that number no. is it's... dramatically lower than 19% oh, it's hardly a thought mm-hmm. for cisgender if, people yeah if Most, you you know if you are like 
for some reason refuse care, I feel like you would, it's not because of your gender identity. Mm. Like, I feel like that's mm-hmm. not why it would be happening to you. Exactly. Yeah. So we wouldn't even have to, like, consider this a question at all. Um, and even though that there are laws that are supposed to protect these communities, and I'll go into those in a bit more detail later, um, there is this, there's a type of discrimination that's like not necessarily, we won't provide you service, please leave type type of discrimination. Yeah. Um, but they still face a medical industry that's really insensitive to trans issues and also just not really informed about their healthcare needs in general. Mm-hmm. Um, even if those needs are, again, the same needs as a cisgender person would have. Yeah. So I think discrimination plays a really huge role in the healthcare for um, in healthcare for trans people. And I'm, I was surprised because when I went into this, I was expecting to read articles like based on even the things I was Googling, like my keywords, I was expecting to read articles about how, you know, insurance companies don't cover, you know, like hormone replacement therapy or Mm -hmm. transitional surgeries or whatever. I was expecting it to be very clinical, very like Mm -hmm. based on money, um, based on politics. But like, honestly, almost every article really focused on just the fact that like, even if even if healthcare coverage and the access to healthcare was completely equal, the fact is that when they go in to get healthcare, it's the experience is awful for so many of them. Like yeah. story after story, um, and they get like I'm trying. I'll just like broad examples are like there are so many stories about people getting grilled um on what their life is like or questions about their gender identity questions about their transitioning or the Mm. medication they're taking when it does not relate Hmm. at all to why they're there wow and it's strictly asked out of curiosity from a doctor that's fucking embarrassing it's so it's like you're a fucking like yeah science experiment or like a fucking like yeah. circus freak it's like you're yeah. being like poked in, like asked questions yeah, which is exactly. essentially the same as being like poked exactly. and prodded but for information on yeah. who you are even yeah. though you're not there yeah for that and then reason. i was also thinking of it in the way that like the doctor isn't already educated on this oh no and isn't is clearly yeah. not seeking mm-hmm. any kind of information and yeah, has we'll to be like oh more. since you're here mm-hmm. uh wow that's so fucked and oh my god to sit there and have to answer those questions is so like it is it's like you're a zoo animal or something yeah and there's even like a hashtag uh where that was trending on twitter and it was like 2015 is like one of the tweets that i screenshotted because Mm -hmm. there were a bunch of them in an article i was reading but it was like hashtag trans health fail and Mm -hmm. this one um tweet from liz duck chong looks like is her handle okay um it says most of my trans health fail experiences me goes to doctor for something not hormone genital related doctor asked me asks about hormones genitals so it's just oh, like man. literally almost all of the tweets are in some way about this like how wow. it has nothing to do with why we're there and yet question after question oh invasion of privacy completely Ew. inappropriate behavior from a healthcare professional yeah Who's not asking for a medical reason. 
what a fucking nightmare mm-hmm. to like have a cold or something or have something you really mm-hmm. want to get checked out and like not wanting to go to the doctor because you don't want to face that shit. Like that's so awful. That's awful. It is. And I had it in here. I guess I um I didn't pay attention to my order, but there's like another thing in here that's called like it's they they gave it a name. Um mm-hmm. That's like transgender broken arm or trans broken arm syndrome or something. But it's what mm. they call that. Like the mm-hmm. idea that I'll get into it. I'm not going to skip ahead. Maybe there's a reason. I don't remember. Who Got knows? It. All right. Tuck <laughs> it away. Um, but another thing that I was reading about is that like transgender people are at more of a risk for UTIs because um, they don't feel comfortable using public bathrooms. So very often they're wow. not, you know, going to the bathroom and holding it instead, which is causing... Um, urinary tract infections to happen more Mm. often and there was one article like i read that somewhere else in some other article Mm -hmm. not related and then i opened another article later and it's like the very first thing in it is a story about a woman who developed a uti but she didn't want to go to the doctor a trans woman she didn't want to go to a doctor um so because she had a record or like a track record of bad experiences Mm -hmm. so when she didn't get care she collapsed and became unresponsive and her friend had to take her to the er um and then she said i put it in her quote like this is her actual quote here um i was hospitalized and my gender marker was listed as male i had to push back um and say something they changed it but before i was discarded or discharged i mean sorry before i was discharged the medical provider did a pelvic exam and then during that pelvic exam the physician um, moved his fingers around inside her vagina and told her that he was impressed with the results of her surgery. No. Can you imagine that experience? Oh, my God. How completely inappropriate of a thing Disgusting. to say. How awful for her to have to be in that experience when you're already so vulnerable. Like, yep. what... what there are not many more vulnerable experiences that like positions that you can be in during some sort of like medical thing and to have something like that said to you Jesus. in the process while someone's literally examining you with their fingers inside of you. What oh would God. ever make you think that's okay? Oh my God, that's so upsetting. And I feel like that person doesn't have to be a like absolute monster to t- because I don't think that they would do that to someone who wasn't a transgender person. I right, think if right. in a case of like anyone, it'd be like, what? No, of course that's inappropriate. But the fact that you didn't put that same filter on mm. and know that that's completely not okay to say to someone just because they're a transgender woman is, it's unbelievable. Oh my god! And you're it's, a doctor. It's disgusting. You're supposed to be like people are supposed to trust doctors and feel safe around them. And how can you ever, ever want to go receive healthcare when no. that's your experience? Yeah, and it's it's there's so many layers to it too. Where he's like, oh, actually, like surprised mm-hmm. and. Like, and like, are you think you're providing a compliment? Yeah, it like it's so disgusting and so uh wildly inappropriate mm-hmm. and um 
yeah i don't know i've heard i have a friend who works in the er and she said that all doctors are so i mean this is a generalization obviously but a lot of doctors are really arrogant they don't want to hear it from anybody they're like i have the degree i went to school i don't want to hear it like i what i say is right Mm. um and they tend to treat people that way so (sighs) it's toxic Mm -hmm. it's oh it's It's very upsetting oh my god Another NPR article described it as like insurance companies and medical professionals that basically they still treat trans people as though their bodies just don't make sense to them. Ugh. Um, like they gave examples of like having having people say like, oh, I'm giving a pap test to a man or I'm, I'm, I have to do a prostate exam on a woman. And it's like oh. doctors apparently just a lot of doctors. I don't want to say all of them of course but a lot of doctors apparently just can't even comprehend that which doesn't yeah it's a prostate yeah either way do your fucking job do you know how to give a (laughs) prostate exam to a man well then you're gonna know how to give it to this woman it's gonna be really the same prostate wow so it's just like it is i don't know it's so insensitive oh yeah um totally and um i also read that a lot of transgender people feel like they have to teach medical providers about transgender care which is oh my god terrifying why would you go to a doctor and then feel that you have to inform them about what's appropriate it's like your entire life you are people are expected people are expecting you to explain to them your transition or whatever mm-hmm. and then you can't even go to a professional doctor's office without yeah. getting asked all the same shit it's certainly no one's job to educate others no. on their positions um and but like finding compassionate care and doctors to help you safely through a medical transition is really really vital to the process because when you when you don't have something like that um, you end up with like trans women injecting themselves with building grade silicone um, to give themselves like feminine curves. But apparently street, they call it street silicone. It's very, very dangerous and mm. it can lead to infections or even death. Oof. And then some people have to eventually get it removed by a doctor because, yeah. you know, it's just dangerous yeah, to have in- yeah. have inside them. But when... There's other examples, too, not just that particular one. Like, trans men can injure themselves by binding their chest too tightly with duct tape. Mm-hmm. They can um, also, if you buy, like, black um, market testosterone or using hormones in general without mm-hmm. medical guidance can be really dangerous because it can increase your risk of blood clots, high blood pressure, mm-hmm. liver disease, and other very serious complications. And then there's also the... Um, risk of using a needle without having the proper instructions on how to do it from like a doctor or nurse. Mm. And that could increase your risk of HIV, hepatitis and other infections. So it's just like this spiraling thing where when you don't feel comfortable going to a doctor for even the, like your sicknesses or your ailments, like why would you go to them for the things that you want to learn about to help, like you you be happy and healthy in your body like if you can't even go to them when you're literally like hurting yeah or sick 
Why would you go to them in, in the moments when, like, you just want help? Exactly. And also, the fact that they're asking you so many questions about your anatomy is, like, why would I trust anyone to mm-hmm. help me with that? Oh, my God. It's so scary. Oh, so here it's... So it is called trans broken arm syndrome, and it's where basically doctors blame any and every health ailment on a patient being trans. And this was everywhere, too. Like, so there's I guess, you know, there's going in and having a doctor just ask you questions over and over and invade your personal privacy um, because out of curiosity. But then there's also going in and and like I read things about like I can have like a cold and a doctor will be like, well, what hormones are you on? And it's like, it's not oh my about, my, like, it literally has nothing to do yeah. with any of that. I just am sick. But there's wow. there's a total thing that happens where it becomes, like, all about. Yeah, it's like the forefront of, like, oh, you're probably here because yeah. you're trans. Yeah, there's, like, all kinds of things. And there's, like, studies that there's no scientific information that shows there's connections. Like, people who have um, cancer, you know, are like, well, what are you taking that might have given you cancer when there's, like, no studies, there's no proof that any hormone replacement therapy has ever led to cancer or high blood pressure. They they Mm -hmm. said something about high blood pressure in another article. But it's like, you, how can your healthcare, how can your general healthcare be taken seriously if they're looking in (laughs) places for an answer when that really isn't connected at all. So it's, it's just another form of discrimination really. Yeah. Um, there are places like Planned Parenthood that mm-hmm. offer transgender people high quality and low cost healthcare. Um, they train their staff to be sensitive to transgender people. Mm-hmm. Um, Planned Parenthood also is constantly working to expand their offer of ho- hormone replacement, replacement therapy. Um, currently like they, I think offer it in like 17 states and they're hoping to expand that. That might even be old. They may have more by now, Um, Mm. but they're trying to make it widely accessible at their clinics, which is great. Um, And they obviously still provide all of the essential like preventative and sexual health Mm -hmm. care that people need and trans people just like cisgender people are in need of all of that as well. Uh, and then in one article I read about a trans man who gets his care at Planned Parenthood, his name was Ryan Brazil, Brazil, maybe Brazil. Um, and he was talking about his first visit to Planned Parenthood. And this is what he said about it. He said, um, I went out to my car and I was like, I felt really weird. Uh, and it took me a few days to figure out why. It was the first time I had a healthcare experience I was happy with. And I didn't mm. know what that felt like until I had that experience at Planned Parenthood. Wow. And this isn't totally necessary to our story. It's just I do love Planned Parenthood and I like sharing all the great things that they do. Um, It's a resource. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great resource. And I think it's just nice to point out what it means to be a compassionate healthcare provider in literally every sense of the word. Yeah. Uh, Not just the things that people focus on Mm -hmm. all the time. I mean, I'm happy that they're a safe and legal abortion provider, but. they're honestly compassionate care all the time, no Mm -hmm. matter what, you know, um, Mm -hmm. there was another article too, that was talking about, I just found this really interesting. Uh, cause I, I mean, it's just things I, I would obviously never think of because I'm very privileged that I wouldn't have Mm -hmm. an experience that would force me to think about it, but I'm glad that I 
now know um, mm-hmm. because I think it's it's really important. But I was reading another article that was talking about a, a practice called One Medical Group. And they talk about how they build like sensitivity into every part of the process. So like when you're filling out the, the like health history medical forms at the beginning, right when you get there, um, they got rid of the whole like check boxes for female and male under gender. Mm. And they just have it have like gender and then leave a blank spot for you to write in whatever you want. So, yeah. you know, you can write like I'm a trans man or I'm like gender non-binary or mm-hmm. you can just put your preferred pronouns there. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like an open an open spot to make it really inclusive of everyone yeah um and they also said the 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 article about it also said that insurance companies do like need to have your the information from your birth certificate so like your gender Mm -hmm. at birth and your your given name at Mm -hmm. birth Mm -hmm. from your parents um but they're like they're very sensitive to that and they uh, they make sure that they know the preferred name so um, the woman who owns the practice, and she's also a nurse practitioner, her name is Victoria Albina, and she said if a trans woman's insurance card says Jack because that was the birth name her parents named her, but her actual real name is Emily, you you really don't want anyone screaming Jack in a crowded waiting room. Right, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So it's just wow. like, like, I think it's an amazing mm. step to take to, to create yeah a safe space for people it is um she also said that she she likes to ask people what they call their like top and bottom parts because saying something like breasts could be really triggering for some men for example mm. um so mm-hmm. yeah they're just like small di- small t- small gestures on her mm-hmm. part that really make a huge difference probably i'm assuming for a trans or gender nonconforming person to just feel more comfortable and welcome and safe in that space yeah, that should be like literally required training for it really all doctors. It should. It should be a part of every medical experience. Yeah. Because why? Why not? It's just so thoughtful and so yeah. It it, it shouldn't be that hard. Just don't be a piece of shit. Yeah, <laughs> so. I mean, making things more inclusive for everyone and more accessible for everyone. Actually, mm-hmm. I mean, it creates. It's it's like a proven fact that when you make everything more accessible to everyone it literally makes it better for everyone there's like a Mm -hmm. um like a bunch of examples of like how we have like handicap Mm. how we have like the the handicap bathroom stalls Mm -hmm. like everyone likes them because they're bigger and there's more space in them and like you know like it's literally like it's not making the bathroom experience worse for anybody it's actually making it better for literally everyone yeah so like if we just apply that practice to everything mm-hmm. we're only improving upon um just like the the quality of living for mm. all people it's true yeah something to think about yeah um okay so then you get into the thing uh, to effect of like if you now let's say that you can provide a, you can find a healthcare provider um that you're comfortable with or that you can go to um but it, it's not going to matter if you can't afford it mm. And under federal and state law, it is illegal for health providers, insurance companies, and other health programs to discriminate against transgender people in in many circumstances. Mm. Um, and that means that in every state, 
most insurance companies aren't allowed to exclude exclude transition related care and most most not all but most Mm. healthcare providers are required to treat you with respect and according to your gender identity Mm. um so the way that they the reason it's like uh, most insurance companies is that it's because insurance companies that receive federal funding or that have one or more plans on a federal or state marketplace have to comply with this requirement. And that would include all major insurance companies and a large majority of small insurance companies. But there are some smaller insurance companies that may not cover everything Mm. because they don't meet those requirements. So they technically don't have to under the law. Hmm. And this is all coming from the affordable care act. Like this is laws put into the affordable care act and under, under the ACA, it's illegal to exclude transition related care from, from coverage. So for example, uh, an insurance company can't automatically exclude any type of procedure if it, if it covers that procedure for non-transgender people. So like if you cover breast reconstructive, reconstructive surgery for say like cancer patients, then, or if you, if you um, include like hormone treatment for postmenopausal symptoms for cisgender people, then you have to cover those as treatments for gender dysphoria as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, So you can't pick and choose if you cover it, for cisgender people, you have to cover it for transgender people as well, right. even if it's not used in the same context. Mm-hmm. If you cover the procedure one way or another, it yeah. has to be both. Yeah. Um, they also can't refuse um, to enroll you in a plan. They can't cancel your coverage or impose higher rates on you because of your transgender status. Mm. So trying to protect transgender people there under the Affordable Care Act. And then yeah. the last one is that they can't deny coverage for care typically associated with one gender. So this is like an insurance company can't deny a transgender woman coverage for a prostate exam because um, she's listed as female in her records. So if, even if it if she's listed as a female in her records, but she needs a prostate exam and they cover prostate exams for males, they have to cover it for her. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it also goes the other way where it's like, you have to still also cover any of her gynecological care mm-hmm. um, because, like, just because her her assigned gender at birth is male, mm. you still have to cover any of her gynecological care, mm-hmm. even if she's listed as a woman on your records or whatever. So it goes both ways to protect yeah. both what is on the record and is your preferred gender and what was your gender assigned at birth. So trying to, like protect people in both positions mm-hmm. uh still though i'm sure it's no surprise that yeah. even with that protection some state health insurance plans still exclude trans and gender non-binary people mm-hmm. um not to mention that the affordable care act is constantly at risk under our current administration mm. it's fine we'll just go live mm. in a place where people can uh be told that their identity is Transgender non-binary people isn't real and we can just strip them from any discrimination protections and also put them at risk in lots of ways. Oh, yeah. It's... The possibilities are endless. Yep. It's great. All the ways they can fuck shit up for everybody. Really? But this isn't about them. 
They're the worst. Let's carry on. Um, unfortunately, healthcare is often denied to trans people because of misinformation and biases. Um, insurance company, I can't believe how loud Digby is snoring right now. <laughs> it's so loud and, and rude while I'm trying to talk about very serious things. How can you be so bored? God, I know, Jesus. right? It's like, riveting. this is riveting information. <laughs> Why are you so bored? Um, okay, so insurance companies don't always cover care related to gender transition like hormones or surgery. Uh, even though these treatments are safe, effective, and medically necessary for many transgender people, and also they've been, um, there have been options like treatments and surgeries for transitioning available since 1917. Whoa. 1917. Oh my God. Over a century now. Wow. These have been available options. I had no idea. For people transitioning. Yeah. And yet. We still don't cover them on insurance. How is that possible? We've had a hundred oh years. God. It really is like figure it out. People are trying to erase trans people, and it's true. Disgusting. Mm -hmm. Um. So. So those options I've I know I've already mentioned both I'm sure, but hormone replacement therapy and sex reassignment surgery. Um, both of those are help transgender individuals who are living with gender dysphoria. Uh, and gender dysphoria is a serious distress caused by the discrepancy between a person's gender identity and the sex they were assigned at birth. Uh, it's been a well-documented occurrence since 1894. Wow. It's been, um, it's currently classified as a mental illness. And organizations like the American Medical Association recognize treatment for gender dysphoria as medically necessary. Mm. Like, all of those things for anything else would get it covered. It's a mental illness. Yeah. It's like professional organizations like the American <sighs> Medical Association say... Treating it is medically necessary yeah. for the safety of people. Oh, my God. <sighs> and it's it's just hard yeah. to, because you know that, every, like, I don't know. <laughs> it's a time when we don't, healthcare, as far as I know, is getting at least better about treating mental illnesses mm -hmm. appropriately like taking them seriously providing help being careful mm -hmm. with diagnosis and mm -hmm. medications i mean i could be wrong and I, i'm sure that doesn't apply for everyone i yeah. know there i'm sure there are still doctors out there who who probably aren't doing it justice but mm -hmm. like i feel like we are take we take mental illness more seriously than we have again could be mm. wrong don't know mm. but that's how i feel yeah but yet something that's been around since the 1800s mm -hmm. is still something we can't fucking manage yeah to help people get treatment for yeah um Ugh. so while while some trans people don't have surgery at all transitioning can alleviate the symptoms for gender dysphoria and that and it can truly be life-saving to people 
Uh, yet getting insurance reimbursements for treatment for dis gender dysphoria is still hard for too many people. Uh, in a 2015 survey, 55% of transgender participants reported that insurance denied coverage for their gender-affirming surgeries, while a quarter were denied coverage for hormone therapy. What the fuck? Um, oh. Yeah. What are you supposed to fucking do? You can, like, it's so expensive. Well, yeah. I guess crowdfunding is the, yeah. is now up somewhere <sighs> people are turning, which by, just by the way, I just think is really quite brave thing to do. Oh, like yeah. putting it out there on the internet like that. And like, we all know, like, I don't know if it's our country or in general, talking about money, asking for mm. money, it's not an easy thing to do. Um, so I actually applaud these people for yeah. being very brave and yeah. letting people help them because I'm sure it, it's not an easy thing to yeah. do. No, that's tough. Because, God, it's expensive. How yeah. could you possibly afford it out of pocket? Mm. And and it's like when the options are don't mm -hmm. and, you know, live with something like gender dysphoria that could cause you severe mental trauma yeah or you know go into debt oh, pay yeah. for it yourself and then oh God. i don't know deal with co the consequences later which is like neither of those are really viable options when health insurance could just cover it yeah uh... um okay so getting care can be just as hard um because doctors can often say that they don't feel comfortable prescribing medication to a person taking hormones. Like they don't know enough about it or they don't know what the effects are. And so if mm. a person's taking hormones, they just don't even want to prescribe them things that could actually help them with just things that aren't even related. Like maybe learn about it. Maybe <laughs> learn about it. <laughs> Good suggestion. Oh my God. Um, and in general, a lot of medical professionals don't learn about gender affirming <laughs> care in basic training. What the fuck? At all. I'm so sad. I'm so tired and sad. Yes. <laughs> yep. Sorry. <laughs> they yeah, just push it's... it way down and it's like, uh, the, the, I guess the thing is that I keep thinking is like most Americans are not trans. So mm -hmm. when they deny trans people healthcare, the ones who are first going to notice are trans people mm -hmm. and that is not a huge portion of the population so it's like people who are cisgender and you know getting the health care that they need aren't thinking outside yeah. of themselves it's very easy to for it yeah. to go unnoticed because yeah i mean even, not by all but by a large amount of people yes. most people probably don't even give it a thought you don't think about it and it's yeah it's just another fucking huge obstacle that trans people have to face yep that i am ashamed to say that i don't think about a lot but it's, it's true i mean i honestly didn't i like i said i went into this thinking it's just going to be an insurance thing it's going to be right. like a political policy right, driven right. insurance company thing that like what can we do yeah to to change you know big pharma and mm -hmm. fucking all the people putting their money behind policies and paying to keep insurance costs crazy high and keep it inaccessible but really a huge part of it is just teaching compassionate inclusive care mm -hmm. to doctors yeah which 
it's not if you can learn how to literally take care of people yeah. and know how to treat people in a medical position then learning how to be a little more compassionate and inclusive and mm-hmm. in how you just deal with people while you're doing that it doesn't seem like a big ask no it seems possible yeah you know not like <sighs> something that we should like should be thinking is just oh it's out of our hands yeah because it's all the stuff that we can't control or you know all we can do is vote but you know <laughs> um so just to be clear gender affirming care um and this is according to i wrote people who are smarter than me oh because i think who? there was like a na- who's that i don't know <laughs> I've never met them personally. I'm not even sure they exist. There was like a there was like a name by who said this, but no description of who they were. It was like Doctor. It Kevin. was like Doctor Fiona, and I was like, who? Not what? even a full name, no title. I searched the t- the whole article for her name, and it was like, nope, nothing. Oh my god, nothing but that one mention. Oh and I was like, well, I don't know how to. I can't just say that. So oh I my just God. someone smarter than me <laughs> described gender affirming care um, as doctors prioritizing or doctors prioritize taking patients experiences, concerns and goals seriously and focus on allowing young people to explore their gender while feeling supported in the growing identity and their journey. Mm. Um, and then it went on to say that true gender affirming care should also include medical or medical professionals using the correct, correct pronouns for patients, providing proper mental health care, providing hormones or surgery or both or neither. Um, and it should all be up to what an each individual person feels they need. Yeah. So it's like not not a huge ask. Just it like doesn't think. feel like a huge ask. Think a little bit. Think. Just be a little bit compassionate. I'm like, let's just work this into the curriculum, you know? And let's just teach people to think a little bit differently. I know. It can't be A little be bit more inclusively. Oh, wow. Is inclusively a word? I'm going to say it is. Yes. It absolutely is. You are it the is. smartest. My vocabulary is inclusive of all words, made up or not. <laughs> So, I like that. That's how I feel. That's nice. <laughs> um, instead, what's more likely um, going to happen is that transgender and gender nonconforming people will constantly jump through sometimes impossible hurdles when trying to access care and treatment, traveling long distances to access care, going through an evaluation and approval process for from a mental health professional just to get hormone treatments, which is a real thing, um, and having no options that include... No options for surgery on reproductive organs because of its insane costs. Mm. Um, But in some cities and under many private insurance plans, transgender people have access to the health care they need without increased premiums or subcharges. It's like literally possible. People are doing it. Why we can't make it universal, I don't know. I mean, but it's here. People are doing it. They're covering transgender people. They're giving them the health care that they need, and they're not charging them more. Yeah. And they're not going under or losing tons of money 
are missing out on quality care. Yeah. So, like, it doesn't really make sense as to why we can't make it universal. I understand that can't happen in a day. It can't happen in a year. But, like, why? But are we taking steps to do that? I mean, I would assume not. Again, mm. current administration does not seem to have this as a top priority. Not at all. <sighs> Gotta get that wall built. Uh. That's what we need to be focusing on. Not the health care of our own citizens. Mm. <sighs> Oh, no. Those sounds are so accurate. Um, Okay. But I will say also, we know that these insurance people, these insurance providers have been able to do it. But also there there are serious, um, uh, I don't want to say rewards. It's not really the word I'm looking for. But like good things happen when transgender people get their health care, not just for them, Mm. but like. Their mental health improves, which takes suicide rates from um, 19 to 29% before treatment to 0.8 and 6% after. So somewhere in 19 to 29% of transgender people becomes 0.8 to 6%, which is like huge anyways in general, but especially when you consider that 40% of transgender people and i've heard that like half of transgender youth um i don't know if that's mm. totally accurate anymore um but have attempted suicide in their lifetime yeah. like that's a lot of people yes um and we actually also save money on things like medicaid because um receiving treatment means that less is going to be spent covering mental health and substance abuse wow be- because overall they're happier yeah and they they don't have to live with debilitating mental illnesses like gender dysphoria yeah um overall transgender people suffer significant health disparities uh the biggest barriers seeming to be the lack of access and the lack of proper um or the lack of provider knowledge on top of that financial barriers discrimination um a lack of cultural competence by providers and socioeconomic barriers makes it all just harder Mm-hmm. everything routine checkups like emergency room visits mental health it's all harder yeah for transgender people yeah um but we can change it i think if at some point it becomes a priority to start to build a model for transgender healthcare where everyone is trained to work with transgender patients where Everyone provides gender affirming care. Um, and if you're interested, I did in helping liter- um, anyone here who's listening. Um, mm-hmm. I just wrote down some of the organizations that came up while I was researching. I'm sure there mm-hmm. are a lot more I didn't, I won't list here. Um, so I'm sure wherever you know of that's not here is also great. But um, the center of Excellence for Transgender Health, Planned Parenthood, obviously, we, we talked about them, mm-hmm. um, GLBT Advocacy and Youth Services, um, LGBT Cancer, and Out With Cancer, mm. as well as the National Center for Transgender Equality, GLAD, and that was it. I said it like there was more. I always do that. <laughs> there was not. The that end. was it. And that's wow. also the end. Uh, that's it (laughs) that's it in general we need to work on it yeah we need to be better i'm very sorry for not knowing more about it yeah until now so um (laughs) yeah no it was that 
that's really funny. But yeah. this is really eye-opening. And again, I feel, of course, you know, I'm very privileged for mm-hmm. not, you Absolutely. know, knowing any of this or thinking about it. And um, I'm lucky enough to, like, have insurance and just, like, call up a doctor's office mm-hmm. and walk in and... Have no problems at <sighs> yeah. all. Yeah. And uh, I'm definitely going to think differently about it now. Yeah. And it's yeah should. it's always nice to check your privilege um yeah because i i agree i've never had to even give it a thought no and i'm very fortunate and privileged to have had that experience but let's help those who don't yeah because like boy it's just not your health care is really not a thing that you should have to you know basic human rights it's all the same um, so shall we misconnection it up? Do you have sources? To, I have, I do have sources. Yeah, oh, I usually yeah. do my misconnection first. Oh my bad. <gasps> it's okay. We have our own style, oh and God. I like that. Yeah, people you know? are like, don't know what to expect. I just, I'm crazy. surprised every time. <laughs> I I like doing my misconnections first only because um, that makes sense. I like the sources to come right before our thank you goodbye. Yes, don't I agree. have a reason for that, and I'm you don't fine need one. With it either way, and it, it's I just think what it's I great. like to do. Just do it. Oh my god, I'm doing it. Do it. Okay. <laughs> so I have mine. You have yours. I do have one. Okay. We you have, I have my misconnections. Misconnections. I have a misconnections. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? Uh, sure. Because I'm sure it. Uh, yours it's probably not. is better. It's Let's probably land it not on better, but okay, whatever. <laughs> um, so, uh, Bryant Park, NYC. Mm. You called me basic over my choice in handcrafted journals. What a sentence! Wow. Um, and then again, it says Bryant Park, NY. <laughs> Just in case you didn't hear me the first time. I saw you at a shop with handcrafted journals. My, in parentheses, bad date asked uh, me which one was my favorite. I chose one with a treble clef and asked, is it basic of me to choose this one? You, in parentheses, mystery man, said, so basic. I laughed, looked over, and you were holding the same journal. You laugh. Twist and turns. <laughs> Juicy. Oh my yes. God. Can this oh be my a God. movie? Oh my God. Um, you laughed and said, quote, it's the musician in me. Okay, well. <laughs> I did like it. I like it less now. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> I really wanted to talk to you, and I would have started a conversation to get to know you, but didn't want to be rude to my date, True. no matter how horribly the date went. Hope it's this good. reaches you somehow. And you guys can journal together. Man. You can just sit silently and journal about music and things. That's right. It's the musician and he can be the musician in you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also assuming this person's gender, which is dumb. But wow, I, I had to for the pun. God. <laughs> I'm sorry. I We're gonna work on it. Oh God. But um yeah, so that was mine. And uh how bad must that date have been if she was Literal like, wow, dream man. Journal <laughs> chat made her turn her head. 
Wow. Amazing. Yeah, I feel like you described that journal and I was like, I don't know what what does that mean? A treble clef. What is that? Oh, it's uh Is that like binding it, or no? It's, <laughs> it's like the bass line and no no no, that's the bass clef. The treble clef is it's in it's a sheet music thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know music theory very well. I okay, don't remember so the she's exact saying on the outside. It's the it's like the the design is a music symbol. Yes. Got yes. it. Got it. Got it. Sorry. Got it. I should know that. No, it's okay. I, used to I read mean, music. I didn't know. I honestly oh, no. was like, I don't know what this word. I know is. what it is. It does explain the music G-clap. part of the story a lot more, though. <laughs> that's like one of those shirts it's like i like coffee and music (laughs) coffee and records that's what it says oh my god and it's like what records all of them yeah fuck you what is that coffee come on (laughs) clearly i need to know what coffee and how do you take it yeah how is it prepared french press a lot about a person tell me God, it's like God. when I was a barista and oh my God, here we go. <laughs> these people, we've, we've these gotten people, her started. This woman comes in and gets yeah. like a quad mocha with like extra whipped cream. Okay. And I'm like, okay, here's your big baby yeah. hot chocolate <laughs> mail. And, and then she's like, and then she's in line again to get another one. And she's talking loudly to her friend. She's like, this is my second coffee today. And I'm like, oh my God, you Barely. don't drink coffee, bitch. Bitch. I drink it black like my tears. Yes. Yes. <laughs> my tears are black. Love it. <laughs> Anyway, I love black coffee. <laughs> when people are like, "You need this sugar," and I'm like, "Get away from me! Get that shit out of here! Get away from me! Don't talk to any me!" Any sweetening, Not friends? No. Okay, I'm better the better. Hometown misconnection. Oh, from your own hometown? No, 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 oh, no. Because neither of us from, from my here. from where we currently live. Which where is not where we <laughs> we actually we do have, have homes, homes <laughs> but we're not from, so that was misleading. So- <laughs> what I'm saying is this happened in Seattle. God, got it. <laughs> I okay. love it. This is entitled "You Made My New Year's Man for Woman." Okay. Oh, it's I'm back to my old uh-oh structure. Yes, you. <laughs> <laughs> tall blonde wearing a halter top you were the one kissing me and doing some crazy and doing something crazy to my neck while we watched the fireworks at Space Needle me (laughs) guy (laughs) guy forced to leave the party in a hurry because your boyfriend had a gun Ah! look (laughs) first of all are firearms allowed in the Space Needle they should not be what the hell is going on here because that's very high oh there's a lot of windows Space Needle that's what it's it says from oh at the space needle, so maybe on the ground, right? Because I think on the they, property on the ground, yeah, maybe still. Why? <laughs> still no, Mm-mm. no, no, no. Uh, look, normally I don't go for <laughs> girls in relationships, but when you told me how soft my lips were in that playful, sexy voice, I've never been so uh, turned on in my entire life. Blah 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 blah. blah. Moving on. Gross. If for whatever reason. You and your boyfriend don't last or he donates his gun to charity. Come find me. Oh, my God. I know. I always hate when they get too gross in it. But I was like, this was kind of funny because of the gun thing. So (laughs) I went with it anyways. He's like, I normally don't do this. But after you made out with me. (laughs) You literally complimented me once and I was sold. Yeah. Forget (laughs) respecting your relationship status. I have no (laughs) self-control. 
I mean, if oh, you had said ride. how soft my cheeks were, I would have been like, get out of here. You're oh taken. God. But lips <laughs> try to stop me. Wow. Yeah. Men are wonderful. <laughs> I, I wasn't sure was what W word you were going to use there. What a treat. <laughs> wonderful it is. Okay, now I'll give you my sources. Okay. 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 <laughs> so uh, here are all the great online things that helped me do this episode. Hopefully I did not fuck it up. <laughs> uh, Days Digital, Planned Parenthood, NPR, GLAD, TransEquality.org, CBS News, Gizmodo, Wikipedia, USA Today, the National Center for Biotechnology Information. Shut up. Yeah, girl. Smart. <laughs> <laughs> Teen Vogue. <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to go back to my roots, though. It was too much for me. Um, Mike and the Mayo Clinic. Yay. So thank you very much for your help yeah. in teaching us things. Mm-hmm. And goodbye. 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 <laughs> you can find us on the internet at Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Our handle is at Frisky History. Um, you can also listen on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, Google maybe has one. Anywhere podcasts are available. Uh, you can direct your questions, concerns, feedback, and weird sex stories to our email at friskyhistory at gmail.com. Yeah. Uh, so, bye. <laughs> Fuck you, Terry. <laughs> <laughs>